So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field. And Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff. Takes to his right. Gets to the 20. He's at the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks his hard tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 49ers. 96-yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle. Sweeps down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. Cuts back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down. Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in post. And it's good. Click, click, boom! What's going on, Faithfuls? Nothing but Niners crew is back, and I'm here to bring you guys another fun-filled episode. It's going to be an episode full of just some of my thoughts, guys. Uh, just going to break down some things. I know we didn't come to you guys last night. Uh, I was working late, so I apologize about that. But I could not let you guys miss another day without nothing but Niners, man. We have to react to this surprising, shocking, phenomenal game the Niners played on Monday Night Football against the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, Was that the Rams? Is that who we saw out there? We will get to that in a little bit, guys. Let me run through these formalities really quick. If this is your first time here on the YouTube page, man, please hit that like, hit that subscribe button. Turn on those notifications as well. Let everybody know uh, what's going on, all right? Tell people to follow us, man. Please spread the word, guys. Tell them, say, hey, there's this crazy-ass group of guys that talks Niners, and I'm not even sure if any of them are from California. Um, tell people about us, all right? Nothing but Niners on YouTube. Make them get over here follow, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff, okay? Give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We have Twitter and Snapchat. Those handles are nothing but nine, E-R-S. It's the number nine, nothing but nine, E-R-S. We also have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. And that is some variation of nothing but Niners spelled all the way out. No numbers in there, no abbreviations, okay? Uh, if you guys want to shoot us an email, feel free to do so. Questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, uh, anything. Just your thoughts on what you've heard here on nothing but Niners, okay? NB9ERS at nothingbutniners.com. All right. And last but certainly not least, guys, head on over to patreon.com slash NB9ERS. Get some exclusive content, videos coming to you guys every Thursday, and then some sporadic ones throughout the week as well. All the different tiers over there. Or if you're just looking for somewhere to watch the games on Sunday, right? A lot of us aren't West Coast people. We don't always get the local market. Man, you want to go to pay for you know, direct TV or whatever it is that you might be using, or you could just shoot on over there. Our lowest tier is five bucks and you could watch the game with us and hear our crazy ass commentary live as the game was happening. So head on over to patreon.com, use the slash NB nine ERS and get on in there. All right. Uh, again, guys, I'm your host for the evening. 49ers, Mike underscore NFL. Um, it's not going to show my name because I'm the only one, right? I believe I believe that's how it works. I believe that's how it works. All right. Tony said he's going to try to jump in here um, when he gets out of work. He, uh, he had to do a little bit of extra paperwork. So 
I don't know how that's going to work out. But, um, you know, I'm going to start with some of the latest news. All right. With your 49ers. Um, guys, the Niners are up and the Niners are up. We are officially, officially four and five. One game out of 500. Um, and this is not quite where I expected us to be this season. I will be honest with you guys. This is not where I expect this to be this season. Uh, I thought the Niners had a little bit more something cooking, something brewing. Uh, I thought we would be a little bit more special. Um, but I guess based off of the way the season started and all the consecutive losses were better than where I thought we would be. Cause I didn't have us beating the Rams. Um, I wasn't confident about us playing the Cardinals. I know some people were, uh, so they feel like things haven't changed, but I'm not there yet. Um, there are people saying that we're going to beat the Jaguars and we'll be right back in playoff contention and all that. We're going to pump the brakes on that a little bit. I'm not quite sure yet about that. We have to see this team be a little bit more consistent because what we've consistently seen from this team is not what we saw on Monday. But I'll break all that stuff down a little bit later, okay? So let's talk about the latest news, uh, nuggets, rumors, and all that stuff. Uh, since the last time we spoke, um, rumor has it, Kyle Shanahan says, Trey Lance knows the whole playbook. Trey Lance knows the whole playbook. Yet yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is a starter. Okay. I'm not going to make this a big to-do about Trey Lance versus Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to do my best to not do that, okay? But when you hear that and they don't name Trey Lance a starter, it tells me one thing. It's not about knowing the playbook. It's physical. It's physical. Now people are going to say, well, the only way he's going to improve physically is to get out there and, and play on the field. And that's not necessarily true. They can simulate things for him in practice as he's emulating the opposing team's quarterbacks. We don't need to put him out there on the front line in order for him to be successful. Okay. That is not what we have to see happen. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and say that Trey Lance has to start he has to get in there because if he knows the playbook, the only thing that's missing are physical reps. That's not exactly how it works. It's not. I know we want it to be that simple. I know we wish it was that simple, but the truth is it's not just that simple, guys. So we have to be a little bit a little bit patient here. Um, let me see here. What else do we have as far as news uh, other than Trey Lance knowing the whole playbook? Um, the 49ers have an injury to running back Elijah Mitchell. All right. Uh, 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 Gabriel says here, um, Trey should watch Jimmy quick release in practice. Yeah, but I'm not sure that you're going to emulate Jimmy Garoppolo's quick release. All right. I think the quick release is why Jimmy was so successful this last game. I really, really do. I think that's a large portion of why he was able to get some, uh, fit some of these passes into certain windows. Um, but the issue is that Jimmy has probably the fastest release in the NFL. So you're not going to be able to emulate that or replicate that. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. You don't need to have that release. If you can get a fast delivery there, they are two different things. Um, but if you process a little faster with a slower, re slower release, but a quick throw, it's just the same. It'll, it'll, it'll balance out. But yeah, uh, you, you there, <laughs> it's funny. You, you put this in here, right? I always ask myself, what is Trey learning from Jimmy? 
what is Trey learning from Jimmy? Because we've seen Kyle switch up the style of offense to help uh to help to help Jimmy get more acclimated, right? We've seen Kyle switch things up to help Jimmy out a little bit. So what is it that Trey is learning from Jimmy? Uh, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm just not sure that he's here to learn from Jimmy. I think he's here to learn while Jimmy is under center. So uh, let me get back to what I was, what, what was I just talking about? I was saying something about, oh, Elijah Mitchell um, broke his finger, right? Uh, but Kyle makes it sound like it's possible he can practice still. It's possible he can, he, he can uh, get out here and maybe potentially play, but I don't know about that. Um, I don't know if this is Kyle's way of trying to throw a wrench in the plans for the opposing team. Um, you know, we got the Jaguars coming up, maybe, maybe make them game plan for him. Um, but that is some news here. Uh, the injury was not as bad as we thought for Jalen Moore either. Uh, Jalen Moore is day by day, not week by week. So I definitely, definitely like hearing that, um, the left tackle Jalen Moore, it is very possible. Um, it's very possible. Uh, we could do that, okay? Uh, we could get Jalen Moore back. That was good news. I'm trying to think of what other injuries I heard Kyle mention in his presser today. Um, uh, all right, I think that's going to do it for the injuries, right? I think that's going to do it for the injuries. Um, that was your injury update, sponsored by Mike here at Nothing But Niners. Shout out to everybody in the chat, man. You guys are, are the shit. I love you guys. Shout out to everybody live that's watching. You may not be typing, but you guys are incredible. Love seeing you guys in here. All right. I see the numbers here. Uh, guys, do us a favor, man. Give us a thumbs up, okay? Hit that like button. Let everybody know, all right? When you hit that like button, it sends some kind of signal out into the universe, and they say, hey, check this channel out right now. See what happens, okay? So when you guys hit that like button, uh, I appreciate it, okay? Thank you very much. Um so I got some more stuff planned for you guys. I was trying to stall and see if Tony was going to get out anytime soon because Tony wanted to be on the show tonight. Um, I just don't think he's going to make it. I don't think he's going to make it. All right. So um, let's start by – how do I do this without uh, ruining anything for my guy? Uh, all right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Niners Dodgers. Thank you for the contribution here. Oh, that's right. That was the other news. That was the other news. Okay. That's what I was supposed to be getting to. A man on point. Okay. Uh, injury update here. Does green law start right away? Thank you for the contribution. Niner Dodgers. Um, I'm going to go out here and just say, yes, I'm going to say yes, that green law starts right away. It's just a matter of where he starts. That's the bigger question. Okay. Um, but with the injury update, I forgot to say this. And I'm so glad that Niners Dodger made that contribution, man. Show-saving contribution there. Greenlaw and Tart are back at practice. The 49ers have opened up their practice window. These guys are off of IR. Um, they're not officially on the team yet, but they are off of IR. And there are three slots available to activate somebody. So here's two of your three right here. Um, with the team releasing uh, Drake Kirkpatrick, uh, they they made it three spots that they have available now. Uh, Greenlaw and Tart are back at practice. Uh, Kyle Shanahan did say um, that Huff has impressed him, um, but he said that they were never looking for him to replace Tart this year. So that wasn't the plan. Um, and he said that he's, he likes how uh, quick Hufunga is, man. You know, 
We went crazy. I, I know I tweeted out that we got to give my guy some love, DJ Jones, some love for that block, um, not the block field goal, but the, the fake field goal and making the tackle. But if you guys go back and watch that play, my man Hufunga was coming off the edge. He runs across the middle as if he's going to go after the holder, I, I mean the kicker, and then he sees the holder break and he just turns like immediately. Like it was as fast as he saw it, his body reacted to it. It was incredible. I've never seen anything like that. He didn't make the tackle, but he forced an early throw, and then that allowed um, DJ Jones to take the right angle and make the tackle. I mean, it was it was really, really special. If you guys go back and you watch that play again, man, Hufunga was freaking moving. He was moving. Breezy was good, baby. You jumping in? Where's Wayne at? I saw him in the chat. I see you down there. Um, so... Oh, he said he's driving home from a show. All good. All good, bro. All good. You know, uh, that play by Hufunga was incredible. Um, he didn't make the tackle. He forced an early pass. But if you guys go back and you watch that that fake punt again, whew, his change of direction was uncanny. I've literally never seen anything like that before. Never. Oh, well. That's me. Maybe I don't watch enough, but I've never seen that before. Very, very impressed with the change of direction um, and how decisive he was in that moment. I mean, the the blink of an eye, and that guy was going cat-like reflexes, for real. Um, and Greenlaw, okay? Um, Kyle said that Aziz has been playing at a very, very high level. He said, so no, we should not just assume that Greenlaw is going to go back in there and take over at the will. Um, but that doesn't mean that Greenlaw won't play, okay? If they are comfortable with Aziz at will, then they're going to leave him there, okay? Um, if if they don't feel that Aziz is better than Greenlaw at will, then they'll move Aziz back over to Sam. Uh, they, they'll move him how they how they feel need how they how they feel like they have to. But those three guys will be your linebackers once Greenlaw is back and healthy. Um, I will say this, though. I feel like there's a little bit more aggression um, from that position with Aziz there. I think uh, Aziz Aziz's natural athletic ability is shining a little bit more in that role that he's currently in as opposed to the one he's played previously. So it'll be interesting to see how the team decides to use him. But again, thanks for that contribution because I forgot I even made a little banner and everything for it, man. You guys, I'm, I'm so sorry. All right. So. Uh, thanks, thanks again for that, man. You, you the shiznit. All right. Um, what other banners do I have in here, man? I want to talk about some things from the game. Um, I'm not going to go through play by play and stuff like that, but we got to give some, we got to, this is, this, you know what? This is going to be a 10 minute, 10 minute segment right here. I was going to wait for Tony to do this, but I'm not going to do it, man. I'm going to call this segment here Debo's moment. Okay. I'm going to share some information with you guys about our, our, Wide receiver one, Debo Samuel, okay? First and foremost, if you guys have not seen the chain, okay? You guys turn on this stream, or if you listen to this podcast, all right? Because this is going to be a podcast, okay? Fat, go to the video and fast forward to the 15 minutes, 45 second mark, and look at Debo's chain, all right? He showed the whole world this chain on Monday Night Football. That is a hell of a chain, guys. That is a hell of a chain. Look at that thing. Huh? Diamonds on my neck. Ooh. That boy was out there killing him, man. I mean, look, you usually see stuff like this in college, right? You usually see stuff like this in college. 
Uh-oh. Callie want to argue with me, I see. Uh-oh. He said Greenwall is a better tackler than Aziz. All right. All right. I ain't going to argue, though. But listen, man. Listen, man. Debo was out there doing his thing. He's earning some bucks. Earning some big bucks. I know that next year is the contract renegotiation and all that stuff. But man, oh, man. This dude is doing some special, special things, okay? Uh, Just going to continue in Debo's moment, okay? Because this is all about Debo here. Another graphic I want to show you guys is how Debo is doing on a site. I don't even like like that. But PFF can't stop talking about this guy. Look at this. Debo Samuel, receiving yards after contact. More than wide receivers on all of those teams below. That's the Bills, the Falcons, the Titans, the Packers, the Jaguars, the Ravens, the Seahawks, the Bears, the Texans, the Chargers, the Lions, the Colts, the Browns, the Saints. The Eagles, the football teams, the football teams, is that plural? Washington, the Jets, the Patriots. Who's that down there below? I see Vikings, I see Panthers, I see Dolphins, and Broncos. He has more receiving yards after contact than the receivers on all of those teams. That is a crazy stat. That is a crazy, crazy crazy stat one man shouldn't be that good one man shouldn't have all that power y'all heard kanye say it y'all heard kanye say it man all right so i'm just saying you see the chain out there my man out he's supposed to be snatching chains but they're giving them to him they he's not even snatching them he don't have to go out there and snatch them right i mean debo was just just out there just bodying people in the backfield handoffs uh short passes that he's taking 80 yards to the house Passes down the field and winning jump balls. Contested catches across the middle. What can't this kid do? What can't this kid do? And by the way, we're not done with Debo's moments. All right? Greatest 49ers quarterback of all time. It's also the greatest, uh, sorry, greatest 49ers wide receiver of all time. It's also the greatest wide receiver and NFL football player of all time. And that is Jerry Rice. Well, how does Debo's nine games so far stack up and compare to all of those of Rice's tenure here as a 49er? Well, you got it right here. I got the answers, guys. All right. Through nine games in a season, Debo Samuel is having the second best season in 49ers history. Okay. Second best season in 49ers history. In 2021, Debo Samuel has had a total of 979 receiving yards through just nine games. Guys, the Niners haven't had a 1,000-yard receiver since who? I don't know. Been too long. But this guy's going to get that next week. This We're halfway through the season. He's about to get that. That's crazy. And he's sandwiched in between two guys here, all right, two really, really good guys. Maybe just one. I don't know. Depends on how you look at it. But in 1990, Jerry Rice at this point had 1,006 yards. And in 1989, he had 962 yards. So he's in good company here, guys. This is a hell of an accomplishment for Debo Samuel, man. Jerry Rice, that just lets you know how much of a machine he was because they were still allowed to hit people back then, man. This is 
Jerry Rice was just super special and underrated. I mean, I don't even know if people realize how great he was in the moment. And that's what I want to talk about with you guys before I click the next thing in Debo's moment here. Guys, let's appreciate what we're seeing here from Debo, right? Like, let's take this season for what it's worth. I have this uncle who was watching. Oh, man, he's a he's a Cowboys fan, and I can't remember what game it was. This was years ago. I can't remember what the situation was. Uh, oh, I do know what it was. It was a, a, a championship game. I believe it was between the Patriots and the Colts. I believe it was an AFC championship game between the Patriots and the Colts. And the Bears had already won the NFC championship game or the other way around. But I know that he was going, he was cheering for either the the Colts and their head coach or the Bears and their head coach because he said that no matter who won, it was going to be the first time that a black head coach won the Super Bowl. And he said that he wanted to be alive while history was being made. He said that I just want to enjoy the moment. So that's what I'm cheering for. And I thought about that. And as you guys can see, I can't remember the teams, but that moment resonated with me. It like it, it's it like it stuck with me. From, for the rest of my life. Now, that was however many years ago it was, right? But here we are. We could be witnessing some sort of history here. Okay, we could be. I'm not saying that he's going to break Jerry Rice's record for most receiving yards in, in 16 games because that's how it's going to be compared. Well, what did he do in 16? Because I know we got the extra game. He should shatter the record. He should be a 2,000-yard receiver when it's all said and done, right? Um but let's enjoy what we're experiencing right now because this is special. What we are seeing right now from Debo Samuel is very, very special. All right. Um, and I think that we need to just enjoy the moment, guys, regardless of what happens here. Um, think back to how we felt when we lost to the Rams in 2017. Nope, 2018, we lost to the Rams uh, in like the last game of the season, but we allowed George Kittle to break the tight ends record. That's that feeling, right? We lost the game, but everyone was so happy. Everyone was so happy for George. We're in the middle of something like that right now. So we just got to like enjoy this moment. That's all I wanted to say. Just enjoy this moment, man, okay? Um it sucks because, well, it doesn't suck. It, it, it speaks to how spoiled we are as Niner fans. Uh, Debo's going to set some kind of record, and he probably won't finish with the third highest, fourth highest receiving yards in a season because of the crazy stuff that Jerry Rice did while he was here. Um, so, but still, it's going to be, other than Rice, boom, this guy. And that's going to be very, very special. Yep, Anquan Bolden had our last 1,000-yard year uh, as a receiver. You're absolutely right. Um, you, you're absolutely right. So Debo, man, back to Debo's moment. Uh, enjoy what we're seeing, guys. But I do have a couple more things here that I want to share with you guys about Debo. Uh, I did the PFF thing, did the Jerry Wright thing, I did the chain thing. Oh, here we go. Uh, national recognition here from, from the NFL. Uh, Debo has been named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Again, this is twice now, guys. This is twice. Five receptions, 97 yards. Uh, receiving 36 yards rushing and two 
touchdowns, okay? I mean, this guy is just out there killing it, 133 uh, scrimmage yards, all-purpose yards. I'm sorry, all-purpose, not scrimmage. 133 all-purpose yards. No, scrimmage yards. It is called scrimmage. Uh, all-purpose would include punt returns and kick returns, and I think he did one of those too. Um, that's the other thing that was impressive about this this one here with how many uh, receiving yards he has this season. This doesn't include rushing. This doesn't include rushing. He's already over 1,000 scrimmage uh, all per- scrimmage yards. Yeah, he's already over 1,000 scrimmage yards. Um, it's just it's just so much fun to see Debo having the type of year he's having. You know, Kyle was asked about this type of player, and uh, his response was, you know, like, you don't see this that often. It's not something that you see all the time. He was like, you know, he's definitely the only player that I've ever had on one of my teams that could do this. He says, but you remember guys like Percy Harvin or um, Cordell Patterson, like, you know, he's saying like all these guys are out there, but this is, this is special, man. What we're seeing is very, very special. All right. Um, So that was Debo's moment, guys. Let's, let's embrace it. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's really, really like live in that moment. Okay. Uh, I do have some other things that I want to talk to you guys about here. Uh, and I will try to keep my eye on the chat. I will try. There you go. Colts and Bears, 2006. There you go. That's how long ago that was. Wow. 15 years ago, huh? 15 years ago. Whew. But, yeah, that stuck with me, man. So that's good. That's good stuff right there. You know, uh, sometimes it's good to be alive and, like, be in the moment enough to know that what you – if this goes the way it happens, if this falls this way, I will be alive to witness history. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um, so let me see here. What, what else do I have here on the docket for you guys? I actually don't want to talk too much sugar, honey, iced tea, um, but some observations I'm going to make. Um, man, I'm going to have to attack some some fans. Uh, all right. We heard uh, Jimmy Ward actually. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to play it. I'm going to actually play it for you guys. Jimmy Ward spoke about a all-player meeting, and I'm going to play it for you guys, okay? I'm going to find the right spot, and uh, you guys are going to get to hear it. I I can't wait because uh, an all-player defensive meeting is what he was talking about. So I'm going to find the right spot. And once that happens, once I get to the spot, I'm going to play it for you guys nice and loud, okay? Um. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to hear it. The the faithful have been talking about it so much. Here we go. This is it right here. All right, listen. Here's. All right, so this is going to be the uh, interview with Jimmy Ward from KNBR, and they're just going to get right to it. They're going to ask him about people saying you guys didn't have any. You guys didn't have any dogs in the building. All right. So listen to this. I think he handled this, by the way, very well. But he gives some insight about a play defensive players meeting only. Listen. Nice little entrance with the boombox and everything. But, man, you know, Jimmy, the noise was out that you guys were heading in the wrong direction, that you guys – Steve Young came on KMBR said you guys didn't have any dogs. I mean, there was a lot of negative energy. Tell me about how you guys kind of got together before that game and changed the energy. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I'll bet it can be hard work. I hate this ad 
that they place in this thing, man. It's like just pops up, but all well. My bad. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Um, really, I just feel like each week the energy is there. It's just, you know, teams get paid too <laughs> to make plays and win games. Mm-hmm. And it's just, we just been getting the back end of the stick. Uh, there's a lot of winnable games that I feel like we could have won earlier in the season, but we just didn't come away with it. Uh, and really, it's the same approach. And we had ended up having a meeting and, you know, with the team captains on defense. I don't, I can't really speak too much on offense, but and then we just gave uh, the players, uh, younger players and just everybody else, just our thoughts heading to the game and heading to the season where we think we're at right now. And basically, what we said is, uh, would you like to continue to grind? Yo. I'm so sorry. I just realized that I didn't slow it down so you guys could understand what he was saying. So the reason it sounds so fast is because I listen to my podcast on 1.6 times the speed. I am so sorry. I just realized that you guys probably can't understand shit that he's saying. So that's my bad. Let me slow this down. (laughs) I'm sorry, Tanya. I'm sorry. Let me slow this down and I'll hit play again. My bad. Hold on. I can't believe I did that. I'm so I listen to all my podcasts at least that fast because I have so many that I listen to throughout the day. Um, some of them I'm, I'm up to 2.1 times the speed. So I am sorry about that. All right, here you go. Nice and slow. This is going to sound like slow motion now. So I apologize, guys. This is Jimmy's answer about the players, the defensive players only meeting uh, led by the captains. Um. Really, I just feel like each week the energy is there. It's just, you know, teams get paid, too, <laughs> to make plays and win games. Mm-hmm. And it's just we've just been getting the bad end of the stick. Uh, there's a lot of winnable games that I feel like we could have won earlier in the season, but we just didn't come away with it. Uh, and really, it was the same approach. And we had ended up having a meeting, and, you know, with the team captains on defense. I don't, I can't really speak too much on offense, but and then we just gave uh, the players uh, – younger players and just everybody else, just our thoughts heading to the game and heading to the season where we think we're at right now. And basically what we said is uh, we just got to continue to grind, man, just take one game at a time, one day at a time. And if we all work together, then I think we can come away with some win. Man, that's up. Oh, that was torture listening to that at that speed right there. It really felt like it was in slow motion. Oh, I can't do that. I don't know how you humans do that, man. And I feel like that's why I end up rushing people. I hate silence on the show. Uh, that That's a problem. That's that's a me problem. That's a me problem. But what my takeaway was from that was, one, Jimmy, Jimmy Ward is really good at what he does. Jimmy Ward is really good at what he does, man. Um, so he's telling them, um, what their expectations were that we got to step up. We're not doing our jobs right. You know, he talked. He talked about the three captains that were involved: himself, Eric Armstead, and um, Fred Warner. And while he's in the middle of answering, he says, "He says, I can't speak on the offense." Basically, saying, "Don't even ask me if they did it on the other side of the ball. I got nothing to do with that shit." That's funny. That is funny. Uh, so they they rallied the troops and they went out there and they played a little bit more inspired. You guys got to remember that this was Jimmy Ward's first game back also. So, you know, he's going to say the right things. I'm going to go out there and put it all on the line. I'm coming off of an injury. Like, we got this, da 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 right? You like hearing those things. But you know what the next follow-up question was going to be had he not said, I don't know anything about the offense side. I can't tell you about that. They were going to say, 
Well, do they do that on the offensive side of the ball? And uh, this is, I all right, so here we go. I heard this interview, and I'm anticipating my brothers from this show to hit me up and say, I told you they could have a players-only meeting. I told you. I knew it was going to happen, right? And I was waiting, and the closest I got to it was Tony sending me a text message. And uh, somebody said it on Twitter. Somebody said it on Twitter, and Tony uh, clicked the tweet and took a screenshot or, or shared the link or whatever. Um, they quoted what he said about the the defensive captain's meeting. And he said, they agree with what I was saying. And I'm like, all right, all right. I was waiting for the I told you so's, I told you so's. But y'all know me. I keep one in the clip, man, because I was going to shoot back. I was going to shoot back. And what I was going to say was, yes, they did have a defensive meeting. Yes, the defensive captains pulled each other to the side and the rest of the team and spoke to them. Yes, they did do that. And my biggest argument was there's nobody on this roster that can say shit to Jimmy Garoppolo about his play. Nobody but Kyle. (laughs) Nobody but John Lynch. Nobody in that locker room. A player can say anything to Jimmy Garoppolo about his play and that was my whole purpose with it all it wasn't that they can't talk it wasn't that the players can't communicate with each other y'all can't pull jimmy to the side and say yo you playing like trash bro you can't that's kyle's job and kyle keeps saying jimmy's having good games jimmy's playing well jimmy's playing well and by the way jimmy played well last game uh they stuck to his strengths he ate up the middle of the field delivered some dimes out there man uh he did really really well okay but that was that was very very solid, man. I like that. I like that. Um, now let me let me talk about what I saw in this game and what what it made me go back and take a look at. All right, um, the 49ers have changed up the way they play. Okay, you go back and you watch some of the old 49ers games and you see a lot of snaps from under center, play action passes and things like that. I don't know the last time Jimmy Garoppolo turned his back to the line of scrimmage. Not on purpose. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, I'm sorry. I did not mean, I wasn't trying to speed up. I'm sorry, man. Um, But yeah, like I just, I don't know, man. It was, I, I like what I saw from Jimmy Garoppolo. So I start listening to all my different podcasts throughout the days and, I'm gathering information from different podcasts and all that stuff. And I found out some very interesting information here, man. Kyle Shanahan has now created his fourth offense. All right. We've seen the different variations of his offense. Let me me say his fourth variation of the offense. Let me, let me, let me, uh, let me change what I'm saying here. Okay. Um, Kyle Shanahan had an offense for Jimmy Garoppolo. It looked like the offense for Jimmy Garoppolo. And then when Jimmy went down and it was Nick Mullins time, he had an offense that looked like the Nick Mullins offense. Okay. And then when Nick Mullins went down and it was CJ Beathard time, he had an offense that looked like the CJ Beathard offense. And then Kyle comes back and he goes back to the Jimmy Garoppolo offense in the first seven games of the season, first seven weeks. Jimmy Garoppolo's offense wasn't working. People were saying Jimmy's regressed. Jimmy's bad. Jimmy's terrible. It's not working. So Kyle made some changes, all right? So listen to this. Through weeks one through seven, the 49ers used 
play action passes, the fourth most in the NFL at 35%. 35% of the 49ers plays were from play action, weeks one through seven. Weeks eight, nine, and 10, it is officially the lowest in the NFL at only 9.6%. Jimmy Garoppolo has had his best three consecutive weeks in a very long time. And you want to know why? Because Kyle is running most of the offense out of shotgun. He's running most of the offense out of shotgun. He's not asking Jimmy to turn around, turn his back to the uh, defense anymore. Okay? He's out there making sure Jimmy can keep his eyes on the field and pay attention to what he's seeing. Now, if Tony was on, what I was going to do was pull up the Jimmy answering this question because they, the writers asked him, hey, man, you're in the shotgun a lot more. Is that helping? And Jimmy was like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. It, it appears that way, right? Just a little bit more confidence um, while he's out there playing and, and doing his thing. This guy has had the opportunity to learn from what makes him better, learn from what he's more comfortable with, and then express it to his head coach. And Kyle has once again conformed to the needs of his players to get some success. Three consecutive weeks for Jimmy Garoppolo, weeks eight, nine, and 10, with very little play action passes. I don't think it's a coincidence. And for everybody out there who said play action makes the pass game successful, you don't need to do it. You don't need to do it. All right? So I think that's pretty cool. I really, really do. Uh, You don't need to do it to have a successful run game because we just had a very successful run game uh, just this last game here. So I like it. It helps. It's cool. You know, it opens up the pass game and all that stuff. But we were fine. We were fine. This team actually looked so much better. Jimmy and shotgun, keeping his eyes down the field, okay? Third down conversions. I mean, they were on fire this last game. So I thought that was something interesting and worth noting. Uh, Some more uh, changes from uh, this last game, okay? Uh, On the offensive side of the ball. Let's stick with the offensive side of the ball, all right? Um, George Kittle had his first back-to-back games with a touchdown. And for so many people out there to say this is the number one why uh tight end, this is the number one tight end. This guy is the best, and he's better than Travis Kelsey. No, no, whoa, 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 whoa. We have to be careful with what we say. We got to start meaning what we say. Okay. It's not unusual for Travis Kelsey to have back-to-back games with touchdowns. It's not unusual for Travis Kelsey to have 100 plus yards receiving in a game. Okay. It is for George. Now, that doesn't mean that Travis Kelsey is better than George, but he's a better receiver than George. He's a better route runner than George. I think we all could agree to that. See a better blocker than George? No. Not even close, right? Who's a more complete package? George. So if you want to say George Kittle is better that way, that is great. But I'm not here to dump on my man. I want to say congratulations to George Kittle. Back-to-back games with a touchdown. We have like an applause sound on here somewhere, but uh, this doesn't have a soundboard. That's the recommendation I need to make to these people. Give me my soundboard. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make that recommendation. I'm going to have a soundboard in less than two months. You watch on this app. Okay. Anyway, 
congratulations to my man, uh, George Kittle, back-to-back touchdowns for the first time in his career in the regular season because I, part of me feels like he had touchdowns and back-to-back games in the postseason, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but during that Super Bowl run, I felt like he had touchdowns in two different games, okay? Um, but, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Um, other news that we have here and uh, some notes from the game on the offensive side of the ball. Um, some questions, some head-scratching things for me, okay? What's Kyle doing with the running backs, man? What is he doing? So going into the game, I'm, I'm a fantasy football player, okay? No, this I'm not about to say, oh, this guy was hurt, so I had to bench his guy. No, 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 no. I'm not that guy. I don't get upset when a player gets hurt. I don't tweet them and say, you're hurting my fantasy team. I wouldn't say anything like that. I'm not wired that way. Okay, but I do want to say something. I'm in a very, very competitive fantasy league, and I had to pay some money for this one, right? And I got Elijah Mitchell on my team. Trey Sermon. I mean, Trent, Trent, Trent. Uh, Yeah, Trey Sermon was a free agent. And I was this close to picking him up because – Going into this game, we heard about Elijah Mitchell's rib injuries. I'm like, man, I really got to be careful with how I do this. Uh oh, we got we got we got some trouble coming in here. You ready? Oh ho, oh ho, oh yeah. Oh, we got trouble in here. Okay, okay. Let me let me let me finish my little story here about this, and then you chime in on it. Okay. Okay. So I'm sitting here and I'm looking at my man, and I'm like, damn, do I keep Mitchell in the lineup this weekend, man? He's got this rib injury. Do I pick up Sermon? It's going to be Sermon's week. They're going to give it back to Sermon. If they give it back to Sermon, is he going to leapfrog Jeff Wilson Jr.? Damn, man, I don't really know what to do here, man. I'm like, come on, man. Then, then I heard the news. All the rookies are up. And I'm like, oh, shit. It's still not too late because it's the Monday night game. I can still grab him and drop the other guy because they didn't start yet, right? I said, no, nah, I'm going to let this ride. Bad ribs and all. Bad ribs and all. And then I look at the numbers at the end of the game. And Mitchell did his thing. This is not about Mitchell anymore. But he had 27 carries with bad ribs. Right? 27 carries with bad ribs. He suddenly got a finger injury. And Sermon had, guess how many carries? Goose egg, baby. None. Nothing at all. With bad ribs. You got 20 seven listen there's running backs who are healthy and will play consecutive games and not have 27 carries this man did it in one game with bad ribs banged up his finger and trey sermon still couldn't get any carries is this misuse of the running back position i don't know if it's misuse man i think you got to go with your sure you know your sure guy your high hand and that and that guy is is Elijah Mitchell. He's become the running back number one. And so if he's not a healthy scratch and he's able to to play, he has the ability to play, you rock with him. You know what I'm saying? He's the guy that knows probably all the assignments. He's the guy that's gonna do the right blocking schemes. He's good. He's the guy that's gonna be the guy catching the ball out of the backfield. Like he's 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 the he's the guy. You know, he's the guy. I like how they mixed it up with Jeff Wilson Jr., who um what we're not factoring in is that Kyle Shanahan only rocks with those he feel comfortable with, and I don't oh, think that's he, a major part of it. That's a huge part. I don't think he's. I don't think he's 
Like if he had to use Sermon, he would, but he doesn't. And that's the issue. Just like if he had to use Trey Lance, he would, but he doesn't. And so that's why we're probably not seeing the trays this season. So I think next season, if Jeff Wilson is gone, then yeah, you know, and then with hasty being out as well, you would have thought that Trey Sermon would have been up on the, you know, up on the depth chart over Jeff Wilson, but Jeff Wilson is a Kyle Shanahan guy. You know, like yeah. he, he, he hand picked him off out, you know, said like, yo, you're going to be on this team undrafted. We going to, we going to make you. And then Jeff worked his way up. Yeah. Yeah, stuff a couple pickles in your mouth or whatever that is that you got over there. But listen, man, so okay, okay, I was close, not really, but it's cool. Um, you know, <laughs> um, I'm looking at this, and the reason why I'm questioning if it's misuse, right? Like, I felt like Mitchell got a lot of carries. Mm-hmm. Period. Statement all by itself. Then you look at Debo getting a lot of carries, not a lot. We have like five carries, 36 yards, something like that. Yeah. Debo carries were right. Then you got. Jeff Wilson Jr. getting some carries, and he's coming back from an injury also. So they asked Kyle about this. They said, hey, coach, hey, psst, my man, yo, he was up today. Why he couldn't still get no carries? Like, what happened? And Kyle said, you know, it's more to it than just being a rusher. If you're going to be up and you're not our starter, that means you're our third down back. And third down back got to be able to do more than just run. Oh, you got to yeah. catch the passes. You got to be able to block, you know, so – uh, running is at the bottom of the list of requirements that you have to be able to do. So, guys, he finally answered the question about what's going on with Trey Sermon. This guy's got to learn the blocking assignments, and he's got to be a better pass catcher out the backfield. He also answered something that we've been wondering how it was going to go for a while. We're never going to see a single back system here again, but what we have seen is an established pecking order of running backs here. Elijah Mitchell is RB1. That's that's the first time that's happened in a long time. I mean, even when um, Coleman and Raheem Mostert were here, it was Coleman getting the starts, Mostert doing the dirty work, getting the yards, right? This is a little bit different here. Elijah Mitchell is QB1, first and second down. Third downs, We'll bring somebody in to relieve him if we have to. If he's RB1. he's what did I, I said, QB. Yeah, my bad. He's he's RB one. Look at me, don't you guys? I'm all look, man. I, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna come clean, guys. I'm hopped up on all kinds of stuff, man. I'm using the you know. I hear I sniffles, bro. You, you can hear that. You can hear it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to blow my nose in the middle of the show, and I got these joints here. I just be sniffing the box, the ones with the Vicks in it. So it clears you up a little bit. This, the Vicks and the lotion, it's but it's the best tissue in the world, man. You know, so I'm I'm coming clean, man. I, I got some, I got all kinds of stuff in my system right now, guys. So I apologize if I if I say some things that are off. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Just just rock with me, guys. And I appreciate the correction because I'm not gonna. No, it's not COVID. No, people. You, you, I swear to you guys, colds really exist. Like regular colds still exist. So, um, that's what it is, man. That's what it is. Hey. Did I ever tell you all the story about what my doctor said about uh, the mucus, the color of your mucus, how you can Mm-mm. tell if it's COVID or not? Mm-mm. So we had uh, I'm kind of eating. I'm sorry. No, it's it's. I mean, it's not. It's not. Just, I'm not going to tell you to like check it for consistency or nothing like that. But um, I was just going to like. So there was something going around in the house, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody was getting sick, 
We called a doctor for my daughter because she had missed three days of school. You got to get a doctor's note. And uh, we were describing what was going on. He said, oh, she got green color mucus? Yeah. He said, all right, it's just a regular virus. You guys will be fine. It's not COVID. I said, I'm sorry? How, how do you come to that conclusion? I said, COVID, the mucus is clear. I said, okay, who knew? I called a couple of people I knew that had COVID. They all agreed. They said, oh, matter of fact, yeah, it was clear. So I had COVID, but I didn't pay attention to the mucus. There you go. That's the thing. A lot of people just didn't pay attention to it. So, but my man said, yeah, you know, I, I called around and they were like, yep, I had clear. It was clear. It was clear. Mine's not clear. So there you go. That's my story there. All right. So we don't feel it's misuse. Kyle has explained why um, Sturman is not coming up on the depth chart because he's only looking for help at the running, the, the, the third down. He's not mm-hmm. looking for first and second down. That is officially Elijah Mitchell's mm-hmm. role. Guys, if you're into fantasy football and you're looking to know which 49ers running back do I pick up, it's Elijah Mitchell or bust from this moment forward. I do never thought think- Kyle was going to answer that because he always rolled the hot hand. He would he would start a game with one guy uh, a couple years ago, Jeff Wilson Jr., and then he would finish with Tevin Coleman, and then Coleman would be the guy for the next three weeks. And then Mostert would finish strong, and then it'd be Mostert for the next couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could never tell which running back to start. Kyle Shanahan is kind of getting back to the basics here and not outsmarting himself. I thought that was a sight for sore eyes. I thought that was something good to see. I don't know if you have any uh, feedback on that, but if not, we're going to keep this thing moving here. Hey, do you think we've seen the last of of, of Raheem Mostert now that we have an yes. Elijah Mitchell? So it's going the running back room is going to be interesting next year because it's going to be Mitchell Sermon and then probably some veteran he'll bring in because this might be the last year we see Jeff Wilson too, right? I don't think so on there. I think they bring Jeff Wilson back. Hmm. I don't know what it is, but uh, they really like this kid. And I saw something in him this weekend, uh, not this weekend, on Monday, that I really liked. Um, he runs with a vengeance. No, no, this was before the run. This was before he touched the field to play. Mm. They were doing this thing with Fred Warner in the middle of this huddle. Awesome. I, have you ever heard Jeff Wilson Jr. speak before? Mm-mm. He is a very calm, reserve, slow-moving guy. He's a... Uh, Mama's boy, you know what I mean? Like, I, I I like this dude a lot. Very calm and reserved. But in the middle of that circle, when they was getting everybody hyped, my man just didn't, like, he was, like, possessed. I, I, I would have never expected to see that from him. I was like, yo, who, is that really Jeff? Like, you had to check the numbers because, you know, they changed everything up and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, is that really him? Listen, I know that don't mean much to some. I know that doesn't mean much to some, but if you have the ability to flip that switch like that, that carries weight in the locker room. That carries, we, we got to be different animals once we cross those white lines. And uh, I think, I think they that say he goes like zero dark 30. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it, man. That's what they like, say. You, I wish I could find that video. They were getting hyped. That's they had why to, I uh, said he runs with a vengeance, bro. Like if you look mm-hmm. at him, like, you know, even though he only averaged like two point something yards a carry off of his carries, that dude was running hard and he got he kept some first downs going. You know, my apologies for eating. I ain't eat all day. Dang feed us at the venue and we ain't take a break. We played a whole two and a half hour set. So 
I'm, I'm gonna read the Sorry, I know you're still eating. I don't even understand what this all means, but gotta love uh, that cleat lab mucus. I don't I don't know what that means, but uh green glass full, thank you. I guess I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. Uh, but thanks for the contribution. All right, let me get back to what I got here in my uh in my little notebook. All right. Uh, were you on here? I talked about George Wilson. I'm George Wilson. George Kittle did something for the first time in his career. Did you hear that part? No. We do. Back to back games with touchdowns for the first time in his career. They, they threw him the damn ball. Okay. Who, who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? I thought that was special. I thought that was worth mentioning. Um, I mean, he gets paid $95 million a year. He should be getting more than, getting, you know what I'm saying? He should be getting some touchdowns. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm one hundred. That's why I didn't want. Or, uh, this is where I start sounding like a hater. You just just congratulate the man with me, and don't make me keep speaking. And then we okay. I, I, I asked you to speak. I'm just saying he's getting paid. That dude should be on the field catching touchdowns, catching touchdowns. I mean, he clearly he's getting paid in pancake, but I would love to see him catch more touchdowns. Yeah, Sean says, "Hey, what up with Sermon taking all his Niner gear down from his social media? It's not like he flashed great. Although I think he'll be good." I'm going to be completely honest with you. I followed him and I have no idea if Niner stuff was ever up there. Now I heard people saying, yeah, it was, and it's not anymore, but I mean, look, I think the young man's got a right to feel slighted. You brought me in here to be a running back, right? If you wanted me to be a blocker, you should have drafted an offensive lineman. You know, that's, that's the way I feel. Hey, look, I, bro, you know, dang on well, that running back's got to be able to block. Yes. They pick yes, up yes. blitzers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not every rookie is going to be there mentally yet. So I'm okay with him throwing a little hissy fit like this. I'm okay with it. He's a rookie. He's a rook. And we got him for three more years after this. So it's okay. He's not He's not going in. No, Breezy was being sarcastic. He doesn't really make $95 million a year. I got to I gotta start speaking. <laughs> that was a joke. I'm sorry, y'all. You know, I... I round the number up like astronomical. Like I, I, I make it really big. He gets paid a lot of money, basically, though. Yes, That's what I'm yeah, trying to say. It's like 15 million a year. <laughs> That's like 95. <laughs> I mean, for a uh, tight it. Never mind. See, I'm doing it again. So, Sean, yeah, man. Um, I, if if it is true, I understand it. Um, him, I think what we saw from him as a ball carrier was sufficient, and Kyle said as much. Kyle said as much. He said that mm-hmm. uh, he ran great and he was getting better and better every every week. Uh, what we saw from him in that aspect was fine. But right now they're just looking for a third down back because Mitchell has has secured that first and second down back. So, yeah, but how do you use him? If he doesn't improve, are you going to trade him? Because you drafted him. So so because I thought initially when the 49ers drafted Mitchell, he would be the third down back and Trey Sermon would be the, the, the back. Because Kyle Shanahan wants his backs to do everything, you know what I'm saying? Why draft? Why waste a draft pick? Why trade up to get a Trey Sermon if you're not going to utilize him? That's the question. No, I'm with you, bro. Because when I when I had my evaluation of these two running backs, uh, I had um, Sermon as a guy who was more patient behind the line of scrimmage, and it, see, from what I've heard from Kyle, that's not what he's looking for. He wants someone who's decisive. He said, I'd rather you make a mistake quickly than make the right decision too slow. He said that talking about Hufunga. 
But that he said that's the kind of player I like, and that's what Huff does well. So then why draft? Joe no say, Poppy. Joe no say. All right. I don't know, man. I have, I have no idea. I honestly, I don't know. Um, but I thought that it was definitely going to be uh, Sermon as the number one. Yeah. And then use the speed and the burst of, yeah. of Mitchell yeah. as a third down back. So, you know, I don't I don't know. Um, Kyle, you know, he he's, you know. Let he's going to need a Trey Sermon because Mitchell can't stay. He gets dinged up a lot. We're going to well, see yeah. what happens. We got ribs now. We got a finger now. And there was something earlier in the offseason also because he was late. He was out of he wasn't to spring train. Uh spring right. Training, you know what I mean? Training camp. He was training camp. was going on in training camp where Sermon was getting all the reps because he was and that's why program. we started to like Sermon because there was yeah. no Mitchell. Mitchell came back in and shut the gate. Yeah. Like, bye-bye, Sermon. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not quite sure what it is, but you know, we'll see what happens here. Tony just sent me a message as he's leaving in five minutes. So he might be able to jump in here. Um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but you know. You don't, we don't think it's a uh, misuse thing, but that's okay. Kyle explained it later on. Um, all right. Some other uh, little interesting notes that I have here. Um, I talked about the offense here. The defense. I think the defense played a pretty good game this game. Um, and I'm not just talking about the turnovers. Uh, the main thing that I saw that the defense cleaned up was the tackles. The tackling against... The Cardinals was atrocious. Yeah, ten missed tackles against the Cardinals. Ten missed one, tackles. One missed tackle. One missed tackle mm-hmm. against who we just beat the shit out of, beat the snot out of on Sunday. The Rams Monday. Yeah. So you have two consecutive games with ten missed tackles. You guys have this players only meeting with the captains, and you have one missed tackle. That is incredible. Do you understand me? That is incredible, man. That is a testament to commitment. These guys aren't just folding and throwing in the towel. This team made a concerted effort to get better, and it worked. It worked, man. Um, It wasn't the the cleanest game on defense. There were some issues, in my opinion. I didn't like the way they played certain coverages and the space that they gave certain guys at certain times. And, you know, we were also aided by a lot of drops in this game. I think the secondary was a little bit more exposed than uh, anywhere else on the field, you know, but it was still good enough to win convincingly, you know. Um, but these guys did clean up some things, man. The They, they did clean up some things. So, Breezy, I want to ask you this question, man. If you had to say there was one – major concern and i know i just mentioned the secondary and that could be your answer if you want it to be but if there was one major concern you saw from this defense uh on monday what would that what would that concern be the damn pass rush oh so you said what i was gonna say let's go let's it's go just, it's just it's just not here it's it's not and then and then we're not even doing anything to like fabricate it right we're not seeing linebacker blitzes have we seen it we cornerback blitzes Usually they at least use Shark on a blitz or whatever. It's just I thought we were going to see a lot of Fred Warner blitzing this year. Nope. They 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 we thought it, it ain't happening. And um, and Jimmy we don't want to necessarily have to blitz, but you know what I'm saying? Like something to fab- help the pass rush, but the pass rush just isn't there. You know I think Arden Key got a sack, Bosa got a sack, but the pass rush just I don't know. 
Yeah, you know, they made it a point to keep all these defensive linemen. Uh, you know, we were all putting our 53s together. We were like, well, we can't keep more than 10, right? And <laughs> they did. They kept everybody except two players. Um, and I think they had 16 or something like that or, or 14 at the time. They either kept 12 or they kept 14. It was one of those two numbers. Um, and so, you know, I'm sitting here like, man, like this this defensive line is going to be solid. Like this is going to be a good line. And they were giving up a little bit in the, against the run in the earlier weeks. And now we can't get home in the pass game. And I'm like, well, this is supposed to be the bread and butter of the defense. This is why they don't focus on the secondary. Right. That unit is supposed to be why we can take some risk and some gambles with the people in the secondary. Right. And they're not coming through for us. They're not coming. In fact, the coverage from the reserves has been so much better than the pass rush. Emmanuel Mosley, as much shit as I've given this guy over the last two years, has been hip to hip with guys, except for a couple of times. But, you know, you're going to get that with Mosley. But I would say a solid 80% of the time, he's right there where he needs to be. He's right there where he needs to be. When he don't play off in coverage, he's good. He's good. Let, let him stick with his man. You know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they find a way to address the pass rush again in the draft, y'all. Like, I, I, I mean, they're bringing in guys. They ain't doing nothing. They're, they're not. They brought in, like, five five guys. Those guys aren't doing Matt anything. Kerr, Maurice, Hurst. Yeah, Kerr not even on a team. Bro, no, like, no, no, like, no, I'm, I'm just I'm just naming some of the people that yeah, came in. No, here. I know. I'm just, I, that's my you point. Know, like, Kerr, Key, Hurst. Uh, Willis, where, where's Willis? What happened to Willis? I thought Willis was going to be a monster he coming back. He was going to be the savior, right? Like Maybe he was, he's just not in football shape yet. We can I chalk it up know. to that. But he was supposed to be the reason that we were over Hyder and okay with Hyder leaving, right? That's what that's what they told me. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I ain't heard Hyder name all year either, but yeah. No, you're right. Right. So but he might have made a name here in San Francisco, you know, San Francisco. Right. I don't know, man. At the pass you rush know, is just like insignificant right now, and it's scary. Because if the 49ers pass rush was at least – I know we say pressures are good. If they were at least applying more pressure, you'll see a lot of more inconsistent throws from these quarterbacks. Why can't our pass rush be like the pass rushes that face Jimmy Garoppolo? Because – Because Jimmy, the moment Jimmy gets somebody in his face, the pressure is there, the ball's bad. So if we could just get – Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you just reminded me of something Jimmy said that I want. I said I wasn't going to discuss, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it up now. But first, let's at, let's answer uh, Green Glass full again here. Uh, he says, "Which one of you two played football? Got to be honest. On the count of three, raise your hand if you played any organized football. One, two, three. Okay, there you go. You got your answer, buddy. All right. So, um, Jimmy, Jimmy made a comment during his presser, and I don't know if it was a shot. Ah, man, I wish I had more. I should have pulled this up. He said, um, yeah, you know, they left Brunskill one-on-one with Ford. and I mean, not Ford, uh, uh, San, uh, Aaron Donald. And, you know, he had to hold his own and all. But I had to uh, make sure I helped the offensive line get rid he of him. He said that? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not getting the quote exactly right. But he said that he made a concerted effort to get rid of the ball quickly to help the line. 
I gotta help my boys out. So like he said it in a in a fun, supportive way. Can I can I just say that Jimmy Garoppolo is is dangerous when he can get the ball out quick. Like that that's the Jimmy. Remember at the end of the year, and I said that Jimmy is gonna improve because he's gonna be able to read the defenses and stuff. I was under the assumption that he was still gonna get the ball out quick. But what had happened was he started holding the ball. And then and then he gets a high ankle sprain, and then he get like all these injuries start coming. I don't know if it's the games, the the scheme, or what. You didn't hear, you didn't hear my stat? No. Oh, you are gonna like this? Okay, you are gonna like this? All right, listen to this. Weeks one through seven, the 49ers were ranked fourth in play action passes. Thirty five percent of our passes came from play action. Okay. Okay. Weeks eight to 10 so the last three games eight nine and ten we have been the lowest at 9.6 percent play action used in those three games okay it's been a coincidence that those were jimmy's three best games he's making all of his passes from shotgun where he does not have to turn his back on the defense where he can make a read while he's standing there and as the ball is snapped and diagnose and throw as opposed to turning his back to the defense I guess I guess being a shotgun, he's able to see the field better. And that goes back to what you were saying. Yeah. He don't have to turn. If you if you're if you're doing oh, play right. action, right. you're turning your back, and that's then you taking... gotta reassess everything on the fly. And rescan, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, keeping him like... a shotgun. He's dropping back and just oh shit, boom. There it is. The the best time Jimmy is though on the play action, if it's a boot action where he's rolling out to a side. And he has a player kind of like going with him. That's the only time he's good in play action. And 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 then every now and then the middle of the field is going to be open. You know right. what I mean? Right. Well, but they got to run the ball. His, I don't know if you saw his passing chart. I did. It's exactly Jimmy's strength. Nothing to the boundaries. <laughs> no, nothing to the boundaries. Everything to the middle. Right and in the, the middle. And, and, and like seven yards. yards. Yeah. <laughs> seven yards. Yo, I, yo, look, I, I used to – I couldn't figure out why we got certain guys, why we didn't go after the C.D. Lambs and, you know, the the Terry McLaurins. But I get it. They're great, right? They're good. They're great young guys, right? I know right. why now we didn't go after those guys because those guys will be, like, withering away in, San, in the San Francisco, you know, depth because we wouldn't have a quarterback that can get them the ball. So we went after guys that can catch short passes, short yard passes, and do something with it. And so, luckily, Debo Samuel is having a great, healthy season, and he is turning into a a number one receiver. Well, he was always my number one. You somebody said Brandon Ayuk, but he was always my number one. But yeah, you know. So yeah, hey. let's 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 get Tony's thoughts on this here. Uh, I presented this earlier as Kyle Shanahan's fourth offense. He had one with Jimmy where play action was a thing. Um, then he had a different offense plan with uh, Nick Mullins and then a, a different offensive plan with uh, C.J. Beathard. And then you look, like I said, weeks one through seven, the 49ers used play action 35% of the time, fourth in the NFL. Well, now the last three weeks, weeks eight, nine, and 10, Jimmy's best three games, were last in the league with play action with less than 10% of it. Uh, Kyle's made some adjustments for the sake of his quarterback. Um, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on it, man. Tony, take yourself off mute. 
hopefully your seatbelts on so we don't hear that damn dinging. Uh, what do you no, think, bro? No, no. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's actually five offenses because if you put Trey Lance in there for the game versus Arizona, that was even a different-looking offense. So, you know, Kyle, Kyle, we talked about this at nauseum because it's about him having the ability to adapt to his his quarterback that is playing that day, that game, that week, whatever you want to say it is. And like you said, it changed every time there was a new quarterback. And I, when I jumped in, Wayne made a good point when they said, he said that um, they went out and added a Debo Samuel. They went out and added a Brandon Ayuk. Guys that want the ball in their hands quick and let them do what they do best. Let them go make plays. And that shows you Kyle curtailed his offense to the strength of his quarterback, of Jimmy Garoppolo. So that's why I, I'm kind of like sitting back here thinking like, why is everyone on Kyle's shit when he's doing his job? I mean, granted, he's not perfect, but look what he's doing. So I actually think it's more because I, I'm including the offense for Trey Lance as well. Yeah, he's right, man. You know, Kyle's been out here showing his ass. Uh, he's heard the whispers. He's heard the rumors. I told you guys when he stood up straight in that presser and those shoulders relaxed and he he wasn't leaning on that podium. I said, hey, man, he's only done that twice this year. The first time was against the Bears. So he's back, man. But, hey, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, my other thoughts. What the hell does that mean? What is one drive? OneDrive is the uh, virtual like hard drive for Windows, so it's like a cloud drive. Oh, it was an alert that just said I wasn't signed in. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I gotta I gotta talk to the faithful here, man. I gotta talk to the faithful here for a second. And you guys, you guys tell me if I'm wrong, okay? Double tongue fans, when you you you're a church guy, you know what they say. Well, you know what it means when they say somebody's double tongue. Double tongue. I'm taking a guess. I mean, they they straddle in the fence. They both sides. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what the fans. You want to have this conversation? You sure you want to have this conversation? I, I, I have to, man. Listen, man. I've been telling the fans for the last couple of weeks to hold themselves accountable. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry, Callie. I know Callie got to be joking. I'm sorry, Mike. You gonna have the floor? I'm sorry, but don't, Mike. Will you? I know. I know I've been advocating that Debo Samuel was this number one wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, no. I was Ayuk was number one. Right. I, and I still stand by Ayuk is a better wide receiver. I, I just don't I, I, I don't I, I don't I don't think so because I don't think the word wide receiver means what, what no, no, you no. I, I give Debo as the best weapon. For the 49ers. I still think Debo is the best wide receiver. He's the number one wide receiver for the 49ers. He's not a better route runner than Brandon Ayuk. He's not. He's not. Okay. And and Brandon Ayuk will never have as many drops as Debo. Okay. He won't. All right. He won't. Tony, what do you think? Hey, hey, we got, we, we disagreeing up here. What do you think down there? I told you what I thought of Debo. I love Debo. The minute we drafted him, like I, I said to Mike the other day, Wayne, I don't remember if you remember this. We were walking to the stadium in the Pittsburgh game, and it was all of us. And I said to Croc, I said, Croc, what, what do you think? you think Debo could be a top five receiver in the league? Mm. Everyone stopped and looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, what? 
I think he's going to be really good in this system. And they were like, maybe in the NFC, blah, 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 blah. I was like, all right, that's cool. But look at him now. I mean, listen, I, I do think the edge for route running goes to Ayuk a little bit. But if you want a wide receiver like a – like my my how I look at Debo is how I looked at Anquan Bolden. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, bro. I what happened? The seatbelt. <laughs> Man, listen, I am not be. I'm an hour and twelve minutes behind. I have to be back at work at four thirty tomorrow morning. I'm what that got to do with you wearing a seatbelt? <laughs> I'm just tired. Don't even don't put that seatbelt on, Tony. I'm gonna give you a ticket. <laughs> I'll give me one. I'll pay you. Let's go do it. You hear it? I'm beat, bro. So what? What you? So. If you had it, so uh, do you understand at least my difference between a uh, a wide receiver and a weapon? Because I I do give Debo the nod and the better offensive weapon. Yeah, I understand that. I do. I understand it. I. I think they're both weapons. I just think that Debo is the better wide receiver. All right. His 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 on the outside of of his of his. uh, Football card, it says wide receiver. It doesn't say weapon. So he's a wide receiver. That shit should say tank on it. <laughs> there you go. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He out there got more carries than Trey Sermon, but he he don't say running back on his card. All right, here we go. Let me let me get let me get to my let me get to my uh comment here about these people. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Tony on mute real quick and then you guys tell me what you think. Double tongue fans. Uh, reading Twitter, listening to spaces, people were saying that Kyle missed an opportunity to play some rookies and Lance this week. With a lead like that, it makes no sense that he didn't give more experience to these guys. Why was Elijah Mitchell still running? Why was Jimmy Garoppolo still throwing? I don't understand why Kyle does things like this. He seems to outsmart himself and take away opportunities that are precious and that he may not get back during this season. So I heard these things and I was furious because these were literally the same people that were cursing out Kyle and D'Amico Ryans for taking out the, the Lions come back mm-hmm. when they took out the starters. There you go. Exactly. I, I, I knew you. I knew where you were going with this. I, I, I felt I had this conversation today with somebody. I don't know. Like, I, I don't understand us. Um. You know, uh, we're just, we just contradict ourselves all the time. I say we because I'm part of the faithful, but we contradict ourselves all the time, bro. Like we we want one thing and then we turn around and want the other thing at the same. Like, I just, I just don't understand what, I don't understand this. Um, But the simple fact that they said, I remember week one. And I was the one that didn't want the players. I don't know if you remember that conversation on the show. I think it was Nick and I. We was like, lead them suckers in. Like, this is a game. Beat them cats 95 to 3 if you have to. And um, But I get it. Players can get hurt, whatever, whatever. This is football, man. Like, you have to prepare for stuff like that to happen. As far as not letting the rookies play, I mean, the rookies were playing. I mean, Trey Lance is not. Guys, we won't see Trey Lance. I, I've, I've come to the acceptance of saying that 
we won't see Trey Lance this season. Unless there's two reasons. There's two ways. Way number one, Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. Way number two, the 49ers are mathematically out of the playoff race. Then and only then might we see Trey Lance. And I put the might there because Jimmy's still getting paid to play quarterback. A lot of money to get play, to pay quarterback. Now, the money might, what, what, what does he get? A million per game? So maybe the last game of the season he might not play because they five five. Right. So so one point five five. So maybe maybe week maybe when I go to California to watch the last game they play the Rams just to show Sean McVay something new because that sounds like Kyle Shanahan might do something like that and just to break Jimmy Garoppolo's perfect record. Uh, he might start Trey Lance week seventeen, eighteen, whatever that week is. All right, Tony man. Do you think I'm wrong about how these fans are reacting, man? No, you're not. You're 100% right. And as soon as you said that, the first thing that popped in my mind was the Detroit game. Right? Everyone roasted Kyle. Oh, he got lax a days ago. He, he lost the aggression, blah, blah, blah. Well, let's say he did it again, and they collapsed, and they lost this game. Everyone be like, Kyle sucks, blah, 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 blah. But then if you leave everybody in and you sustain injuries – what the hell is he doing? Bah, 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 bah. Like, come on. Like, I, I, you, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. That's you know? it. So I, I just don't understand the fan base when, when they they try to play the devil's at Like, they, they try to play the double-edged sword. Like, both sides of the story. Like, or both sides of the fence, like you're saying. But my thing is we roasted Kyle for not being aggressive. He was aggressive this game. So what's the issue now? Why is it? I just think there's people in this fan base that's faithful that straight up just don't like Kyle. And any or, little snippet they could get, they're going to unleash it. They're going to rip into him and say to fire it. Now, if you guys watch this, on ESPN, I, post, I posted it in another Menage group chat. There's a three-and-a-half-minute clip with Ryan Clark and Dan Orlowski on ESPN. That was kind if, of a dope segment, actually. If, any, if anybody questions Kyle as a play caller, as a, a a guy that's playing chess when other people are playing checkers, go watch that video. If you have any doubt in this guy, you watch what he did to that defense and how he manipulated that defense. And then maybe the fan base will give Kyle a little more respect. I'm not saying he's perfect. He does have his flaws. But to come flat out and say fire him after he just drafted a quarterback and got an extension, I think it's a little harsh. And I I, I, I really do think that there's just a large portion of this fan base that just likes to complain about something, regardless of what's happening. I really do think that. I really, really do. And it's unfortunate because we should, I want us to be better than that. Like, we don't, we don't have to whine about everything all the time, you know? Um, let me read this contribution here before it disappears. It says, uh, Ayuk is... Nope. It's not the one I wanted to read. Is you can read it, man. All right. Uh, yeah, that is the one. Sorry. Ayuk is your more traditional wide receiver, and we'll see more from him when Trey takes over. Debo is a wide receiver that can play in the backfield. Debo is a weapon. Jamal, man, come on, come on. Bring it in, big fella. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking that, that, about. Don't make, 
They both do. The, they both do the same thing. They don't though. They do. I've seen IU in the backfield. We have seen a run receiver thingy majiggies. We seen like, dude. They both do the same thing. I think Debo. They both are wide receivers. Just that's why are we question that. They're both wide receivers. I get what he's saying though. I like how he put the more traditional wide receiver. In. Yes. But is he though? We don't know. We ain't seen Debo. I mean, Sam Brandon Ayuk do much of anything this season. That's because we got a quarterback that can't use him. Okay. Uh, hey, hey, I mean, like he did say, once Trey takes over, yes. we'll see. I, and I and I and I agree with that a lot. I, but of course, I agree with that. Like that was kind of my point. So, but we will see. That, that's just my opinion, though. Um, now. My here, here's my issue with the fans, though, right? It wasn't. It's not just, oh, put it in the rookies. Oh, keep playing the team, right? Not only did they sit there and say that about the the Lions game, like, you know, I can't believe you pulled starters. It was also the fact that they say this is a game we almost lost. They still say that about the Lions game when they were down <laughs> on the Niners. When they were down, we almost lost that game. And I keep saying, no, we were never in danger of losing that game. What? Didn't you see them coming back? Yes, because we pulled starters and we're going prevent. Yes, absolutely. That's why they were coming back. And then there were the two fumbles by your two offensive leaders. So don't forget that also, right? But it was like people just, I don't know, man. They just like, I feel like this fan base just wants to, they just want to complain all the time. And it's tiring, it's exhausting. This is why I try to stay off of Twitter spaces. It's why I try not to get wrapped you up. Re- you rarely see me in those rooms anymore, bro. I try to, I, I swear, I swear to you. I try, I try to, to support our, our, our brothers, but sometimes it's just too much. Yeah. For me, even for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a little nerve wracking. I can tell you that. <laughs> it just, well, and it's also very, very repetitive. That's another, like, so I'll jump in. And if I hear, well, Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance, I leave right away. As soon as they say that, like, there's too much to talk about with this team right now. There's too much to talk about. I want to hear more conversations about what we should do with the left tackle position. I want to hear that. I want to hear how people think Brunskill played, and if it's good enough, did he earn another stop, another spot? You know, I mean, another. You know what I'm saying? Like another start. Were they nervous about him? Is he still Aaron Donald's daddy? We still arguing about Dre, Dre, Jimmy. Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Y'all not gonna see Lance anytime soon, bro. You know, you know what? You, like, you know what? I gotta be honest with you. You could start a space and say, uh, "Let's talk about the O line," and I guarantee you, within ten minutes, it goes right to Jimmy Garoppolo or how bad Kyle Shanahan is. Right to it, and I, I witnessed it. I listened to it switch in like a blink of an eye to bash Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Like people need to look at what's going on with this organization. And, Mike, we've spoke about it. I even think we spoke about it on a show, on how this the structure of this building is. Now, everyone kept saying about, oh, the um, – uh, what is that called? Not the uh, – damn, man, I'm freaking tired. I forgot the word. Not the structure. What is it about? The, like the, the organization – they changed the uh, front office. No the, the, contractual culture. obligation. The, the culture. culture, the culture. 
right? The number one thing is they wanted to change the culture in that building. Mm -hmm. And look how quick it changed under Kyle Shanahan. That culture was changed in two years, not even, yeah. right? Yeah, and free agents who wanted to come here, not so much now. Exactly. But, yeah. And people are so quick to blame Kyle. No one is talking about these injuries. Everything is Kyle's fault. Everything's Kyle's fault. The guy hasn't had a full healthy roster since he's been here. And I'm even saying that in the Super Bowl year. And and they're going to they're gonna tell you that other teams have won without fully healthy rosters and the injury part of the game and how mm -hmm. can they can do it and we can't. And, you know, they're going to say that the, the, the Ravens lost seven running backs and they're still playing really well. And they're going to say that the Titans lost Derrick Henry and they still beat one of the best teams in the NFL. And this is just what they're going to do. You know, it's just yeah. you're, you're not going to win with arguing with 49er fans because there's always another reason as to why. Always. You know, it's just it's just how it is, man. And, and I've, I mean, I've accepted it. I'll tell you this, right? We all watch that game, right? Their three best players on that defense, one was 100% confused. The other one was almost a non-factor. And the third one was completely taken out of the game. The, was the confused one Ramsey? Because I thought Ramsey had a pretty good game. Given no. what he was I allowed. Think he's the one that was taken out of the game. The, the confused one was Don, was uh, Miller, Von Miller. He didn't know which way to go. Right. Darnold was was what was I saying? I said confused. They uh, take. Uh, I think Ramsey was completely taken out of the game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. And the couple times they went to him, I was like, oh, shit, hey, hey, don't yeah. play with that, man. <laughs> he, got, he got his paws on it. Yeah, like, right, he broke right, up hey. that, I think that was versus Jawan Jennings. Jawan yeah. Jennings, he made that break. But, yeah, but that, ball, that ball was behind Jawan, too. Yeah. Yes, was. yeah. But, I mean, everyone's like, why the hell is Debo in the backfield? Huh. Now you understand He's why. half the way from Ramsey. Now you understand why. So, the, remember. Remember, chess versus checkers. Well, you you guys are like, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give Kyle all the passes in the world though. Like this dude, if he can play chess, he don't play chess every game. Correct, but and that's why people Jimmy. are frustrated, Tony. Like, no, you're 100 percent right, but that's <laughs> when Jimmy plays outside of the offense. If Jimmy could play within that offense. And how many, how many times did we say, Wayne, he goes over 28 attempts, they lose? Damn, he was at Because he's not, playing, he's not playing within the offense. If Jimmy Garoppolo could play within that offense and that team does not turn the ball over, this is what this team is going to be with Jimmy Garoppolo. But, again, we watched, we watched the Chicago game. And I said to Mike, even in the group chat, I said, Mike, we should do a show. And the name of the show is Consistency. Yeah. That's the name of the show. Now we're going to see, versus Jacksonville, does the consistent play carry over from the quarterback position? Because I'll tell you this right now. I'll tell you this right now. The run game was there with no issue. Okay? The designs were there with no issue. Jimmy threw, went nine for nine, playing within Kyle's structure of that offense. The minute he articulates out of it, but that's 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 my so now there's your issues with Jimmy. 
So everything got to go right. Everything got to be right for Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. to be sufficient. Yes. That that's not that's not wait, a good quarterback. Wait. Oh no, he's Oh shit. Nah, son. Bump no, that. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let me let me give a little bit of pushback here. We cannot be reliant on Jimmy's arm in order I didn't to say that. No, 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 I know, but that doesn't mean everything has to go right. Everything no, it does. Did, no, it, everything it, didn't go right this last game. It did. We ran no, the ball. Effe- okay, let me let me explain what I mean. We ran the ball effectively. The defense got turnovers. Especially, no one fought. We didn't turn it over. The only thing that faulted us was was penalties. Everything went right. Jimmy was doing what he needed to do. We were able to run the ball. He was throwing underneath passes all day. I'm, I'm tired of us getting chewed up with underneath passes. So finally, Jimmy was getting his pass game on, and they were accurate. We so that's going right. We would have won, won that game without those two turnovers from the defense. I don't know. We, we won by four scores. Yeah, but, Mike, those two turnovers caused – uh, momentum shifts. Uh, exactly. Right. Yeah, no. It so, could so turn you, the momentum. It no, could. You no, can't no, no, say no, no, we would have no, won no. without what, those turnovers. Bro. One of like, those turnovers was almost detrimental. It was a 93-yard drive or 97, whatever it was. We caught the ball on the, on the seven-yard line. The I understand line. that, but they were driving, and, 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 and we get to pick at the three-yard line or whatever like that. We go 93 yards, like you said, or a seven-yard line, but we got the pick. Yes. Had we not gotten that pick, we don't know what would have happened. If we if we don't get that pick, you're right. We don't know what would have happened, but I know it would have been a shorter field than what it was. <laughs> but we don't know what would have happened. It would have been a shorter field. Well, we but, know a shorter field means a higher probability of scoring, right? How do like, we know? Or how do we know it would have been a shorter field? Because it would have been at the twenty, at the fifteen. Right, it would have been a touchback. Or they would have returned. You not if you return the ball to the three yard line, you fire. Like no, 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 Mike, Mike, we don't <laughs> return. Now. Look, all right, whatever. All I'm saying is, you got to factor those picks in, bro. And I, and 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 those picks set the tone. Well, it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like the Arizona game. It's kind of like the Arizona game. If they didn't fumble that ball, I think we win that game. I think that we are discounting how good the offense was in this game. No, we're not. That's my point. It was all going right. That's what I said. Everything was right. The blocking was right. Wide receivers were running right routes. Uh, they were blocking on routes. The offensive line looked good. Like, everything was right. So we're yeah. saying in order for Jimmy to be efficient like he was, because that's the Jimmy that we were seeing in 2019. That's the glimpse of Jimmy we got in 2017. Efficiency, quick throws, get the ball out of his hand quick. We didn't see any boot actions really in this game. We definitely saw a lot of quick throws. That throw across the middle of the field, that was the wrong throw. He wasn't even supposed to throw it. But it was it, it looked good. And and I, I don't know how y'all feel about throwing into triple coverage. But hey, Jimmy did it twice. Same game. And it was it and they were both for catches. So worked. all I'm saying is everything was going right. Now, if, if does if my question is, does everything have to be like that in order for Jimmy to be efficient? And for Jimmy not to go back into, you know, the stale Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's why I'm saying no, because. Okay. But hear me out. Okay. Because he looked terrible against Arizona. If things don't go completely right, we might not win. But Jimmy and the offense, Jimmy's play was good enough the last two games to win both of those games. Jimmy was not the reason we didn't Jimmy's play was good enough to beat Arizona? Yes. 
Absolutely. Yes. Okay. It was, okay. Not Jimmy, it was not Jimmy's fault that we lost that game. No, it wasn't. We had two turnovers. He was throwing a ball. You're, you're right. I do get what you're saying. We do have to play complimentary football to get the win. But Jimmy didn't revert back to this other guy that we hate, his play. This is the Jimmy that we expect, unfortunately. This is when, – when you come out here and you play like this, we say this is why the team paid you that much money. Exactly. Right? Right. Anything less than that is unacceptable. Jimmy exactly. has been playing acceptable Jimmy football the last three weeks. Last three weeks. But I do agree with you in the sense that for us to get the win – the players can't fumble. Oh, I see. The I see. Got to hold their point, but I, I specifically see on Jimmy is what I was pushing back. You're saying yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy will be efficient, but the team still may not win. But yes. in order to win, everything has to go right. Yeah. Yes. That's that's where. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was saying a couple of weeks ago on here, maybe last week, where we have to start meaning what we say. Like I understand what people are saying, but it's not the same message. Like I was saying, like people saying, "Oh, Kyle's trash. Kyle's trash." Let's be more deliberate with our message. Like, Kyle's not trash. I don't like the way you called this series. There's a big difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get conservative when this happens, but don't say Kyle's trash because he wouldn't have been here as a head coach and offensive coordinator or play caller if he was trash. So, like, I've been telling people, like, we we as faithful have to be more deliberate with what we're saying. And so the whole, you know, Jimmy, da-da-da-da-da, I'm saying not Jimmy, but the team and the wins. Yes, I agree with you. That, that's the only reason I was giving you a little bit of pushback there. Let me read Sean's contribution here. I got to get this off the screen because there's another one here from Mark. Uh, Sean says, you guys are right. That's why I've never said anything negative about Kyle. Thank God I've never lied either. I'm detecting mad sarcasm mm-hmm. in this. In this. Uh, that being said, you think Tart gets his job back? I think Ward and Funga were good. Uh, what do you think there, Tony? Um... I think he's doing because what I read today on Twitter when I have my little break, I, I check my phone. Um, it seems like Tark's got to earn his job back if I read that correctly, and I, I like that. And you see how important Ward is to this secondary, right? I think if Jimmy Ward played versus Arizona, Connor isn't running free on those two touchdowns. Okay. Yeah. What do you think, Wayne? Um, I, I I would like to see Tart back out there. I feel like it's still gonna be his job. You, you know how Kyle is with his veterans, but he he kind of made it seem like Hufunga is the guy that you, you're gonna have to beat out. But I think Tart gets his job back. Yeah, Kyle didn't make any bones about it. He said that uh, Hufunga's been playing really well. Uh, he said he likes his instinctual instinctual play. Uh, he said that you know. Uh, I, I spoke about this earlier. He said that uh, it was never about Hufunga taking Tart's job. Uh, so that's not the case. That's not what we're looking at here. Uh, we're all about what's going to give us the better opportunity right now. And he said that Hufunga is very distinctive. He said, I'd rather you make a mistake at 100 miles an hour than mm-hmm. to make the right decision too slow. Uh, and so he was saying that that's what Hufunga does. And that's, y'all have to go back and watch that fake punt play. I've never seen a player be in full out pursuit and then change directions as soon. Like it was, it was crazy to me to see that play happen the way that it did. And and he didn't make the tackle. Hufunga didn't make the tackle, but the way he dis, uh, he just he you know uh, disengaged. Is that the right word? The way he 
this it starts with a D, has something to do with engaging. Uh, I'm going to say disengage. I don't know if that's the right word. Degage is not a word. Uh, I'm going to say disengage. The way he disengaged from his blocker and then just turned towards the um, the ball carrier, it was incredible. Yeah, it's disengaged, Mike. You're right. Yeah, there we go. So um, Kyle did make it sound like it's not uh, Hufunga's job, uh, but they're going to see how Tart is and if he's ready for this week. Hey, can I ask you guys a question before you move on from this? Would you rather have instincts or speed? Would you rather have instinct or speed? Hmm. I got an answer, but you ain't going to like it. You want to go first, Wayne? Um, I would go with instincts because it can kind of it, it can kind of make up for speed. That's like asking Richard Sherman or different type of quarterback. Like he plays instinct and intelligent football, so he's he's aiding and embedding the quarterback to throw it because he lacks the speed. So sometimes instinct can make up for speed, but I don't know. I, I think everybody wants speed. That's why I said you ain't going to like my answer because I think it depends on the defensive line. Okay. Right? If, <laughs> right? If you got a good – if you have a really good defensive line – You could play more inst- – uh, you can you could play more instinct football. Yes. Well, I, think, I think that was the plan, though. We talked about this a little while ago on the show. I think that's the plan. That was the plan. Yeah. Apply pressure, and we'll right. put instinctual people back here. Right. And we're but not when you getting, don't have that, pressure, yeah. you're not getting the pressure. You need them cornerbacks to be able to go stride for stride, especially in man. And you see the 49. Let me ask you this, right? That was a good question, Tony. Let me ask you guys a question. So, like, we watch the 49ers. They, a, lot of, a lot of teams are going underneath routes, quick throws, and our guys are playing off. But they're there to kind of, like, make the tackle. We play a lot of zone, right? So is there any way to play zone better than what our guys are playing it? Because they're giving up catch after catch after catch after catch after catch after catch. I mean, I, I watch K1 get, like, not burnt, you know, because it's hard. When, you, when you're playing a slot, when you're playing in the slot, like, I mean, either you're going to be on them, like, white on rice, or they're going to catch the ball. Like, like that's a slot guy, and they run in slants all the dang on time. So it's hard to defend that. But why don't our defenders seem to be playing the pass gaming, pass coverage well? Like, they're not – they're tackling, but they're getting beat on every throw. And not down the field, man-to-man beat. they just getting – they just giving up the catches. They're just giving up the catches and, and, and probably a good 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 14, 15 yards. Are you are you directing this question at the Arizona game? I'm just I'm just looking at our team in general. They play off. They play a lot of off coverage. They play soft coverage, bro. Like Darryl. because I think they did I think they did a lot more of that versus Arizona, and that's why they attacked underneath routes because they were really depleted in the secondary because they had Wilson out there with Ufunga. So now they switched it up, and I noticed a couple more. Uh, a little bit more man concepts in this game, but you had Jimmy Ward and Hufanga. That's a big difference. I guess they felt keep everything in front of them when they had the uncertainty in the, at the safety position compared to, all right, let's let's go back to the way we played. Let's mix it up a little bit, throw a little man concept in there. And because we know we have Jimmy Ward in the backfield. 
Because gotcha. the defense in the secondary looked night and day different compared from this week to last week. So night Jim, and day difference. Yeah, so the safety made the difference. Gotcha. Jimmy Ward made the difference, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Two extra possessions and seven points. Yeah, I would say so. I like it, man. I like it. All right. Uh, Mark, thanks for the contributions. There's also LA receivers drop huge patches that helped us keep momentum. Uh, this is very true, man. You know, that those guys were just, I don't know, man. It, that, we always talk about the Niners don't get the bounce. The Niners don't get the bounce. Damn it. We got the bounces that game, man. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It finally happened. We got the bounces, guys. Uh, listen, we're not going to do a Jaguars breakdown here. Uh, any thoughts or takeaways from the game, guys, that you guys want to go over uh, before we get out of here? Let's start with Tony first. Um, any final thoughts from the game that just passed? I, I was just, I, I was very impressed with the team win, how they played together on all three phases. There was success, there was continuity on the defense. There was, you know, the line blocked well, the tight ends were in the game, the receivers, the, 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 the design from Kyle to use Debo all over the field. He went to Ayuk, he went to Kittle. I just like what I saw this game, and I kind of feel, and I'm not saying we're talking about a playoff run, but I, I, I'm dying to see how this team comes out versus Jacksonville. Because if it looks anything like what we did to the Rams, Kyle's going. He's, he's, Kyle's going to make his run. In his head, he's going to make a run. He has the ability to do it as long as they play within the system. And – Due to the NFC West being a mess, uh, the NFC conference being a mess, they could sneak into a wild card. And let me tell you something. I don't give a shit if you're one, two, three, four, five. The last thing you want to face in the first round is a team that comes in smoking on. And if it, if it continues, that could be the Niners. But they still got a lot of work to go. Yeah. You know, people keep asking this question about, you know, the uh, Nick Bosa keeps getting, you know, held and we're not guys. They're not going to call those penalties. They, Nick Bosa just doesn't get the you know what Nick Bosa has to do just twice. You, you want to get these calls as soon as they do it, just fall to the ground with your he hands has up to flop. Yo, he has to, he has to learn how to this flop. team doesn't know, not does not know how to do it. The wide receivers downfield to get hands put on them. No, man, the that's why we don't get the penalties, bro. Right. The, the punter. I've seen the punter hit so many times, but he's he bounces. He's such a big body. Uh, Mitch Wisnowski, he won't fall to the ground. We don't get those penalties. They got to start flopping in order to get the refs to, to call it. So it's not going to happen until until that happens. Uh, he says, Funga is going to be the Dwight Clark of the defense. Slow as hell, great instincts, feel and big-time plays, clutch plays, calling it now. Yeah, I think that was the hope. When That's what, you know, when you pick up somebody in the – what was the seventh round? I think we got him in sixth or seventh round. He was a fifth round guy. Sixth round. Oh, uh, I, yeah. I don't think I don't think he's that slow though. I I think his uh, he, I mean his instincts make up for this for some of his speed. I, I think that's what it because he takes right angles. Hey, look if you can if you could take an angle, <laughs> you look a lot faster than what you are if you take the right angles. Yeah, you know. And so to have a rookie be able to, being able to take those angles where a player like Marcel Harris still takes poor angles, like that's saying something. So that's him going off his instinct. And sometimes his instincts get him in trouble because 
he could have had, because we could have had another interception, but he decided to defend the ball from his own guy. Man, yeah, well, that's, a, that's a good comparison, Wayne. I mean, not a comparison, but that's a good way to describe, ex, explain the difference between someone who's fast and flying rather than somebody that's instinctive. Right? Yeah. Mar- Marcel Harris flies all over the field when he was a safety. Right? He got exposed by Cook versus Saints when he had to start that game. Mm-hmm. But you you throw an instant guy in there, yeah, he might get beat, but he's not getting exposed. Like, they went after him. Literally, two plays in a row, they went after him. And the difference between the speed and the instincts, I mean, I'm not a pro. Maybe Crocker could get a better explanation on this, but you could have a guy that runs a 4-3, but if his angles are bad, the instinctive guy is going to get there before the 4-3 guy. Why? Because he knows the feel of the game. And that's something you can't teach. That's something you're just actually, like, you know, naturally gifted with. Gifted with, yeah. But that's why I'm kind of like, I, I like an instinctive guy because you know nothing's going to get behind him. You, I mean, he got beat on that one play where he got a little flat-footed and you saw his speed, the difference in speed. But that was versus Rondell Moore, and he was a, a low 4-3 guy. True. So, but, you know... He's got upside, this kid. He's got a lot of upside. He's always around the boys, flying around. He never looks like he's out of place. But, I mean, it is what it is. All right, Breezy. Give us your final thoughts, man. Let's go on. Final thoughts. The 49ers finally played a, a full, solid game of football. I don't I, I don't think we talk about how they played a, a full 60 minutes either. Like, they, they started the game off and they finished the game. You know, so um, I, I was glad that Kyle didn't pull any players out. Um, I was glad he allowed those players that started the game to finish the game. Uh, but going forward, man, the 49ers have to continue to play for one another. I, I, I think at, somehow guys were out there just playing for themselves, just showing up to work. You know, sometimes you just go to work and you just like, I'm just here I'm, and get my check and I'm out. Like, they lost. They at some point that that band of brothers thing was lost, and it looked like it was all there on on this past Sunday. And it looks like they've been trying to get back to that. And so let's find out, man. They're going on the road. They gotta they gotta travel together. They gotta uh, share hotel rooms. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's see if they can pull out another victory. You know what I'm saying in Jacksonville and some nice Florida weather. So um, I think the 49ers are gonna be just fine. Um, Tony said there's a possibility we could sniff the playoffs. It is because we're not mathematically out. And so we just got to stay up and stay faithful, man. We just got to figure out ways to stay faithful. Whatever the, the little small ounce of faith you got that you're holding on to, man, let that junk shine, yo. Because <laughs> that's, what, that's what this team needs. We know that we're not a, we're not a great team, but we have potential to be a great team. And I think once that potential really starts to kind of like come to the surface, teams will be scared of us again. And you'll get players that's going to want to be there as well in the free agency. It's almost 1 a.m. I don't want to go on a rant. So, Wayne, can you please read and reply? (laughs) Crazy B. Cody says, thank you for the contribution. Guys, come on. Taking our starting defensive players is what, led taking them out is what led to the lions comeback they could have put they could have put trey in this past game to get experience 
Yeah. Uh, all right. So I understand where you and the rest of the faithful is coming from. I get it. I do. I want to see. No one wants to see Trey Lance play more than I. That's been my guy since before the, before he was born to be the 49er. Like, that's been my guy. Um, but I think Kyle Shanahan is just making it, like, like uber clear that Trey Lance ain't coming in the game. He says, I got packages for him. I do. We, we come up with packages for him every week. But at this point, I don't, I don't think we'll even see that. He Kyle teases with the two-quarterback system. Yeah, it's working in Carolina. It worked in New Orleans. It ain't happening in San Francisco, yeah. So I'm 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 at this point where I'm just like, yo, I know we're not gonna see Trey, but I'm still gonna put the juju out there. I still want him out there, not go front. But again, we'll only see Trey under two circumstances. Number one, an injury to our quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Number two, <laughs> Um, when we're mathematically out of the playoffs, I think the packages come back then. Until then, if Jimmy can play efficient like he did and proficient like he was on Sunday and the rest of the team is clicking, we're going to be just fine. Well said. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Oh, uh, he said it's one o'clock. It is one o'clock. Why you got me on here at one o'clock, bro? Sorry, what the freak? Bro. I'm gonna blame Tony for this one. Okay, no. yeah, this is Tony's fault. Eleven o'clock start, so we put that on on trigger Tony. Uh, you know, man said, "All right, so cool. Don't take out the defense. Just put Trey in." So, it's, all right. Uh, I appreciate everybody out there. My final thoughts are gonna be this, man, guys. Let's just have a little bit of patience. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. I am more nervous about this upcoming game than I was. This last game, last game, I had no expectations for this team. Well, I'll be, I'm lying. I expected us to lose, so everything I got was a bonus. Now that we're going up against a bad team, I'm expecting us to win, and I'm nervous that we're going to look like the team that we played before, like the way we played before. You know, um, but we had anyway. one one road loss this year, right? And that was in Arizona, right? I think we're going to be just fine. All right, we'll see. Man. And Trey Lance almost beat Arizona. I just hate having expectations going into games anymore. I was so free. I was so like wonderful on Monday. So, so great, man. So great. I'm not, I, I can't in my right mind pick them to lose, uh, but maybe I will just for the good luck charm, you know? The, good, the good news is at some point, Mike, we can be confident going into every game at, at, at some point. I don't know when that point is going to come. Yeah, I got. I have to see the offense play this way, and not, no, no. Let me not say the offense. I want to be clear. I, I need to see the team play well. They don't have to play as good as they did this last game, but I want to see. You know, no, they should always be trying to get better. They yes. should always want to outplay what they did. You right. know what I mean? And 49 has some dumb bonehead penalties too that messed up some drives. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk to you on that, but they gotta clean that stuff up because right. stuff like that can allow teams to get back into games. Yeah. Yeah, but like one one game was not going to say I restored my confidence. I didn't forget the last five games <laughs> right. where, where we beat ourselves with special teams or we beat ourselves with the defense or we beat ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Jimmy will make a nice pass and then and then the player fumble. I'm not over it. I don't I don't just have a switch that I turn off and say none of the f- last five weeks Matt, like counted. I saw it. I was there. And so I'm I'm going to reserve a little bit here. Maybe by halftime, I'll flip a switch one way or the other. But. 
I'm just nervous still. But I will say this though, guys, we're gonna be here for every step of the way. Exciting, mm. uh, nervous, um, anxious, whatever word, whatever phrase you want to use. We're going to be here for every step of it. Uh, so make sure you guys are locked in here. Nothing but Niners on YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, all that good stuff. Follow, subscribe, rate, review. I'm 49ers Mike underscore NFL. To my right is my guy Wayne Breezy. And below both of us is our guy Tony. He is NJ Niner fan 499. Guys, let's get ready to go home. I'm pointing us out. Y'all ready? Yeah. I don't think Tony can hear us. I'm trying to take him off mute. He got to do it himself. All right. He's not going to do it. All right, here we go. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain remain faithful, y'all. We out of here. Breezy, take us home. Don't say nothing. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us. Them nothing but Niners. We nothing but Niners. We nothing but Niners. We nothing but Niners. We nothing but Niners.